That's a good one. Well, hello and welcome to the Central Intergroup AA podcast. My name is Eddie and I am an alcoholic. And my name is Alex and I am an alcoholic. Uh, we are here bringing you an abbreviated version of the podcast today on a little Friendsgiving, but first we have some announcements. Um, first announcement is Districts 1 and 4 are hosting their 37th annual Thanksgiving Alcathon. It starts Wednesday, November 23rd at 4 p.m. and continues through Thursday, November 24th until 12 p.m. at St. Mary's Church, 54 Grove Street, Clinton, Connecticut. There is a solution. 20 hours of meetings, full dinner, and breakfast will be served. Coffee, desserts, and fellowship on both days. Also, there is the Tri-City Alcathon. It's an AA Christmas and New Year's in Cheshire Grange at 44 Wallingford Road in Cheshire. The meetings will be on Christmas, 12-24, noon to midnight, and 12-25, 8 a.m. to noon. New Year's, it is going to be uh, 12-31, noon to 1-30 a.m., and on New Year's Day, 1, 1, 8 a.m. to noon. Open meetings on the even hours starting at noon. For volunteer and committee info, please contact CAT at 203-427-1623. Um, and that is bringing it in. So we're going to start today with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So today on our abbreviated version of the cast, we are going to kind of think we'd start off with uh, just what we're grateful for. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, that sounds, yeah, given the holiday season, sure, that sounds good. All right, buddy, why don't you start us off? What are you grateful for? <clears throat> oh, man. Um, one of the first things that popped in my head are obviously, you know, my sobriety. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say um, my kids, but I think about it and it's like, you know, without without my sobriety, without AA and my higher power, I, you know, I wouldn't know my kids. Um, I just I just wouldn't. I think it maybe said on a previous podcast that it's like, man, I, they would have been if I were drinking, they would have been uh, they would have been a hindrance to me. They would have been. Uh, a problem, you know, it would have just been one more responsibility that I'd want to, you know, kind of chuck away. And uh, I hate to say it, but I mean, that's what I did with everything else in my life, every responsibility, every loved one, everything like that when I was drinking was, um, it took a backseat to my to my drinking, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, you know, luckily, I, you know, they've never seen me uh, take a drink. Um, I've, you know, only, only drawn sober breath since they've been born, but, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that would be like. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I, I sit here and I say that I would just, you know, not be around. But I don't know. I know that it wouldn't be as rewarding as, as, as what I have now. Uh, and I certainly don't, I mean, like, I'm grateful for the meetings because there's other men there that uh, uh, that have kids that have gone through the things um, that, you know, we go through as parents. Um and uh, have gone through relationship problems and things we go through as parents as well and as, as husbands and wives. <clears throat> and um, I don't know how to deal with that stuff. And, and I'm grateful that there's a place that I can go where there's people who are either going through it or are on the other side of it and stayed sober through that, you know. So, um, yeah, that, that's amazing to me. You know, nowhere else in, uh, in my life could I have a problem. <clears throat> and go to a place and, and get like you know 
real life experience, at least the ones I was, you know, the experience I was looking for, which is, you know, which is what I get in AA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Eddie? What are you, uh, what are you thankful for today? As the first off, I'd like to say I'm thankful, you know, for sobriety. It's funny. It's, uh, who would have thought we'd be here today? You know, I'm laughing. We have friends giving going on. We have <clears throat> your kids here. We have, what is that? Creature critters. That's creature cases. Creature, cases, creature cases on on Netflix, and we're sitting here. We you'll, just you'll learn it. You'll, <laughs> you'll, it's coming, buddy. We've like I'm grateful we get to actually get to that point now. You know, like um, who would have thought like this is what I'm doing like Thanksgiving week? I never thought I'd be here having you over and having people over and doing something very simple, and then getting on here and saying what I'm thankful for. You know, I never lived in gratitude before, and I struggle with that sometimes. Today, I you know I get caught up in what I have, and I. When I fall out of gratitude, I notice that's kind of when things become more difficult. But with Thanksgiving, I think it's really important, like I said, to focus on what I'm grateful for. So I'm grateful for my sobriety. I'm grateful to have such good friends in sobriety. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to have good friends. You know, all my friends were just drinking buddies. And I found the meetings, and I found the right group of people. And um, I don't know. I found sobriety that way. For sobriety only stuck for me when it was with. Uh, the fellowship yeah, warehouse meetings warehouse meetings yeah, it's true with the forklift <laughs> yeah and said it's funny and that's for me is how like it started i needed that in order to be sober i needed the fellowship and forever i thought i could just do everything by myself and um i'm grateful now that i don't have to yeah i'm grateful i have the gift to know that i don't have to yeah. and i have the tools to actually reach out to people whether i do or don't is on me and some days are better, some days are worse. Mm. But I'm grateful to know that I have the tools. And um, oh man, I'm, my life is great. I really can't complain. My I have nothing but luxury problems now. Like everything's really, really good. I'm super fortunate. I've, the yeah. way you de- the way you're dealing with the per diem situation that you told me about <laughs> the other job, that's progress, it is, man. It, I is, know. it is. I mean, I'm seeing that probably polished from you know a couple yeah. of weeks of, of stuff but that's how this works man. especially with my financial fears and stuff you yeah. know what i mean and not getting paid and um having the ability to kind of take a step back and not be a angry vengeful person and yeah. um yeah. have the tools to deal with it is crazy that old, that old grouch in a brainstorm you right? know <laughs> yeah for sure um, I'm super grateful for that. You know, I never, I don't know. I live in a world that I never thought I'd be able to live in. And it's because of this program. And like I said, I can't express enough gratitude. I mean, I'm going to Barbados next week. We're going on a trip, you know, and I get to go do these things like I never thought I'd be able to do. And um, I'd never do it if I wasn't sober. Yeah, man. Yeah. Or you, you wouldn't remember it if you weren't That's sober. That's true. It's yeah, true. I, I had a whole vacation. I had a whole month in Europe one time. I don't really remember too much of it. You know? Yep. I know. We were talking. Um, I was in a meeting the other day and I was talking about how grateful I am to go. But uh, the thought of I wish I was normal mm-hmm. came across my head mm-hmm. for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. why can't I go on vacation and sit with my toes in the sand and have a beer? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny, man? I had that same... I had that same thought on uh, on Halloween. I was trick or treating with the kids and uh, and um, pulling them in the little red wagon, and we were going house to house, and it was it was awesome. But all the other dads were there, and uh, uh, they were, you know, walking up the street with them. And I'm looking at them, and they're just having a good time. They're pulling one <clears throat> one wagon's got the kids, the other wagon's got their case of beer, um, and they're just you know joking and laughing. And then we go to uh, 
we go to uh, these houses and people have these bonfires out front and they're drinking beer and listening to music. And that thought came across to me. Um, I hadn't had it in a long time, but I wanted to be normal. Mm-hmm. I had this desire. I was like, I knew that I couldn't have what they had, but um, yeah, I, I did. I had this genuine pull to be like, uh oh. Christina's on it. That's okay, why she good. she will jump in here with her gratitude list shortly. Um, yeah, yeah. But that that was um, it was a scary. It was uh, you know that stuff still scares me. You know, um, I, I was like, oh, I I have a fire pit. I could have a bot. I could do a mega, you know, a blow up screen with the projector in my front yard. That'd be a great time. Get the beer and all that stuff. And um, <clears throat> it scared me because it was real. It was definitely real. And uh, you know, I did what you did, man. I, I opened up and talked to people about it. Um, Incidentally, I talked about it, and there was a newer guy at the meeting. This was on a Tuesday night, and he had said, uh, he shared right after me because I, I shared that I, you know, I had been struggling that Monday. <clears throat> and he was like, you know, I'm glad you shared that because I wouldn't, you know. Um, it was the same with me walking around with the kids. It's a trigger for me, you know, and, and it was, you know, I really, really wanted the drink. And, uh, and I got his number after the meeting. We're, we're going through some of the same similar stuff relationship-wise. So, or he actually has rather he has experience in stuff that I'm going through. He's on the other side of it. Mm. You know, it's just that's. I mean, gratitude. I don't think about it enough. It's 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 good that we're kind of making this about gratitude because, you know, I have a lot to be grateful for, a ton, <clears throat> and primarily it's like my higher power that works. You know. Um, but I forget to be grateful for that sometimes. It's only when it's slapped, it slaps me in the face. Um, you know, I get I get carried away with life and busyness. But like when I ask God for help, He's there. You know. Yep. Um, when I ask God for help and, and guidance, he, he is there and He does. Uh, there you go. Oh, and here comes one of the kiddos. My, my oldest. But. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm very grateful for, too, you know what I mean? The ability to be able to come in and do this, you know. Um, like you're saying, like, to be able to share and being able to kind of share that with people. Like, the long time came across when I wasn't able to share those things. And yeah. hearing another guy share those things and you can find people that have stuff in common together is where it's really at. You know? Yeah. And that's um, one, of, one of the things that's just so great about... Oh, oh wait, no, 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 no. Here, you want to... All right, so we have Luna here who's going to tell us what she's grateful wanna, for. What are you thankful for, sweetie? What are you grateful for, Luna? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my teddy. What else? Your teddy. I'm thankful for the, my cat. Your cat? cat. Aww. Aww. Anything, Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> I'll press a button. <laughs> you gotta push the buttons. Well, thank you for sharing what you're grateful for, Luna Grace. You want to hear? What you want to hear this one? <laughs> All right, and that is we have been bombed by the child, but it's nice to see her come in. <laughs> but no, it's been. It's been great. Um, and I get what you're saying. Like I said, if I don't share that stuff in meetings and I don't hear guys um, share that kind of thing, I get in trouble, you know? And uh, I guess I'm grateful for, like, the honesty that I've learned to develop and the honesty that I've heard other guys develop in this program that I haven't heard before. Yeah. It's in um, – I've shared it before. It's it, it's one of the more powerful things um, that the fellowship that I kind of fell into – um, it's touched my soul and is that it's, you know, it's okay to be honest, you know, and, and it's not only okay, it's, 
<clears throat> it's crucial to stay sober, you know, for, um, for guys that have 15, 20 years sober to say, hey, you know what, I was really thinking about, you know, taking a drink today. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to hear that, you know. I mean, I, I, It's part of the preamble for a reason. I, exactly. You know, I, I, my ego wants me to forget it, you know, and, uh, it, you know, I don't know. It, it, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to remain teachable in this, especially when you're going through, uh, I should speak of myself, when I'm going through, you know, stuff that I want to, we've talked about it before again, mm-hmm. is take the bull by the horns, you know what I mean? And yep. just just put my head down and bear through. And uh, and then I, I, I forget to be grateful. I forget to let go. I forget to let God take care of some of, some of the mm-hmm. things. And, uh, and, you know, I'm grateful for pain, you know, because pain, no, you know, if it's I were... It's the one I'm, way I grow. <laughs> exactly. You know, if I was a, if I was just numb to it you know like alcohol numbed it for so long that that was a quick easy fix you know um and uh and i'm grateful for staying sober long enough to be in pain right because um there's that month or two you know i call it the pink cloud and i had it hanging out with the fellowship it's all great you know this or that and you know but sticking around when the pain hit you know Mm -hmm. sticking around when life hit sticking around when my alcoholism hit um enough to change you know and i'm glad that it's like i'm glad that i'm sitting here five years sober and not out of pain that i still have pain because i would like man well either a i'd be perfect if i had no pain we know that's not true (laughs) it's really absolutely (laughs) not but I wouldn't change. You know what I mean? Maybe yep. I'm ignoring it. Maybe my ego's too big. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just, maybe I'm on my way out the door. I don't know. But like, I'm grateful that I have that, whatever that voice is inside of me that, that, you know. Yep. One of the things that stick with me of pain is that I laugh at is, uh, my sponsor always told me the same thing was, <clears throat> you'll change when the pain is great enough. It's true. You know, and I wish I could say that I can change without there being enough pain, but I'm still a little thick-headed i need there to be a level of pain in order for me to change you know and i'm grateful that i am able to experience that without running for a drink because like you said forever i never experienced anything because i just stuffed it down with a drink yeah Yeah. Yeah, everything that i've been going through um you know at home uh a lot of pain a lot of resentment a lot of pain a lot of that stuff i've been dealing with the past couple months you know and uh it it all came to a head um man like two weeks ago and I, I just didn't realize i mean i was stuck in that resentment so long and i could not like drop the rock you know what i mean but the pain mm-hmm. was getting so bad it was like physical ailment like i was getting these spasms in my neck because i was just so angry man so mm-hmm. angry and um i could not you know it was like that justifiable resentment which is just mm-hmm. so dangerous for me you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like somebody spits in your face and like you can't be mad well it's like no you'd be mad but you carry that with you for weeks and weeks and weeks and that's when it becomes a problem and and that's what i was doing is i was just carrying and repeating these things in my mind that i was angry at and just like torturing myself you know and um you know i asked i finally prayed about it like directly man and, and i and i he said, show me some guidance here. What do I do? What do I do? And um, I went to a meeting that night, and the topic was, you know, self-will run riot, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> self-centeredness. <laughs> you know, that was kind of the reading for the day, resentment. And I was like, are you kidding me? And a guy shared, and he touched my heart, and I cried. Um, I, you know, and, and I don't cry a lot at all, you know. Um, 
not that crying's bad. It's just for me, I just, I don't know. I'm, you know, not, not able to that much. But I broke down in tears because I realized that the, the way I was, you know, that resentment wasn't just affecting me. It was affecting my, my, mm-hmm. my children, my mm-hmm. family, people I love, mm-hmm. uh, my friendships. And um, I didn't see that because I was so stuck in, in my own kind of, you know, paradigm of, of thinking, which was that resentment, which was that justifiable resentment. And, uh, and just like that, it was lifted from me when God, like, touched my heart with it, honestly. And um, that rarely happens, but it did happen. And it was, like, just this gen- just great realization, like, oh, my God, um, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like I, said, I love you say that. Like you said, it's the, the hardest part for me is that justifiable anger, right? Like that gets me every time. I love when I can be angry and be justified. But like I said, it like quote in the big book tonight, which doesn't happen much. But like I said, that's a section of the big book that I believe I said too. It's like that is we have to leave that to people better suited than us for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it's I love finding my high horse and I'll sit on that baby and battle till the end, you know, and. Um, mm-hmm. I have to get off that and kind of not and not take that stance because I can't handle it because I can't wield that sword. You know, I've shown many times that I can't wield it and I end up drinking over stuff like that because it just builds into a resentment for me. And I'm glad you said builds into it. I can't find, I'm still searching for the balance in that because like anger isn't resentment. And I, and I mean, that's not my thought. It's a thought I, I you know, I've been to a couple of meetings and the, Topics been resentment, so maybe God's trying to tell me something, you know. But um, you know, I I, uh, I heard a lot of people talking about how, you know, when speaking out of the big book again, is that like if we're, you know, our character defects, right, are like our natural instincts just gone in overdrive. You know what I'm paraphrasing, but like that mm-hmm. part, uh, you know, in the fourth step where it talks about like our sex drive isn't God given thing, therefore it's good. Our our you know, um, our, our uh, desire to be liked is a natural, you know, God-given thing. If it wasn't there, then we, you know, communities wouldn't be formed and we would have been picked off by predators and things like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's reasons why we have these things. But in us, it goes in overdrive, right? Like mm-hmm. it becomes obsessive. And I'm still trying to find the balance, like you talked about, to not let anger, to be okay with anger, and not let it build into resentment. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's the, you know, um, because where does it turn into resentment? I don't know. Maybe a week down the road to it. Who knows? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I know that, that when I find it, it's a while down the road and I'm still carrying it. You know what I mean? So, you know, inventory, nightly inventory it helps. It helps with that. But even doing that, sometimes they don't go away, you know, and I, you know, I think about it and it's like, maybe they're serving me a purpose that I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't understand it, but I know that, like, it was described to me one time um, about all my character defects, whatever they are, is that, um, <clears throat> you know, our sixth step is that we, we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. And, you know, I don't get to tell God, remove them now, God. I'm ready, take them now. And then he takes them. That's not how it works. In you God's know. time. It, it's in God. And, and I... I and I had to hear from, so a guy down in Florida, like this men's retreat thing or men's advance, they call it, because it was 
I should have never. <laughs> this is how they premised it. They said, I was like, what's a men's advance? <laughs> so bad. They're like, well, women retreat, men advance. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck, man? That's terrible. <laughs> That's, uh, it was so bad, dude. It's so bad. Dude. Yeah, it was an all men's thing. It was whatever. But, you know, <laughs> I got one thing off. I mean, dude, talk about character defects. But I can't take anyone else's inventory. I mean, I do constantly, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but one thing that was said there that made a lot of sense to me was that like I can't you know no matter how hard I look I can never see God's will before it unfolds right everything that I've seen that was God's will in my life has always been in hindsight always like Mm -hmm. I I don't know why in the moment and this is before I even quit drinking there's things that happen before I quit drinking and then it's like oh my god now I see how that you know why that happened now you know what I mean but um yes I just thought Oh, we'll have to dry it then. This is what sobriety sounds like now. Who would have thought? Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Handle the boys. Yeah, dude, yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, what he was saying was is that basically, you know, how do I know if God, why doesn't God remove those? And it's like, well, there's a couple reasons. Maybe I need to learn some more lessons. Maybe I need to grow some more from some more pain. Or maybe those those character defects are somehow working into God's plan, right? Like nothing is wasted in God's economy, you know, and I can, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm really ego, egomaniacal and, I, and I'm speaking from a pulpit, you know, in AA meetings and that's that's my character defect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm better than everybody and because that's one of my character defects is, is that I'm better than, I need to be, I need to be better than, yep. not I am, but I need to be, I need to be smarter than, I just have to be the best, I have to win the meeting. You know what I mean? And, and that has slowly started to go away, but ego. it's huge ego. Bro, ego. Yeah, huge yeah. ego. Yeah. Um, and that that was really, really bad in the first like year and a half, two years. And then I started hearing those guys like Josh mm-hmm. and like Joe and all those guys share from the heart and share. And then it gave me the, like, it, you know, it gave me, you know, the ability and almost like permission to share mm-hmm. truth and not BS. But this is what I heard from this guy, and it was like, say that's say that's my character defects, that, you know, that's going on, and, and why didn't God remove them right away? It's like all I know, for all I know, maybe what I was saying in that ego-driven fury or whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe that saved another alcoholic somehow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but I do know that I can't. I can ask God to remove them, but I can't have them removed. Maybe my resentments are protecting me. That's the other thing, you know. Yeah. And I don't know that. No. Yeah, that's good. Like you said, and they'll be removed in time. Like I said, which I'd say we say it like God speaks through people in meetings. So you know what I mean. That's the way I say, it anyways. You know what I mean. Like that's how my higher power works. Is I yeah. hear it through people in meetings. You know, and whatever message you carried, maybe like I said, it was a message that needed to be heard. Yeah. Maybe someone looked to like you were crazy. I'm like, hmm, check. But you never know. But like it's one of those things that are important. Like you have to. It's not your time. It's under God's time. That stuff gets removed for you. Like I said, it's there for a reason. Whatever that reason is, we don't get to see and choose it. Yeah. In time, it will be removed, and it'll be removed for that reason. Right. I do have to be willing, though, and that's that's the caveat. Like that's that's where this whole thing we're talking about, like how much pain can I handle, right? Because it's not, it's like I have to surrender it. You know what I mean? And like a lot of the times, I don't, and that is on my side. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not God. Like what is me is like me being willing to surrender these things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're going to go away, but I I have to. Like, what's my responsibility in the deal? is that I have to become willing to let them go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because if God tries to take him, he's not going to take him from clenched fists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's he's only taking him from open hands and an open heart. And that's where that pain comes in. Because if I carry the pain long enough, if I carry the resentment, if I carry the fear, if I carry the whatever long enough, the pain just starts to poison me and poison me. And like my hope has always been that the time gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And I don't know if that's true. It's a nice thought Mm -hmm. to think that like, like, you know, latitudinally that, you know, the longer I stay sober, the less time I'm going to hold on to stuff. But I, it's not been my experience. What my experience has been is that sometimes some things affect me more than other things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm resentful at the auto mechanic and I can let that one go a lot easier than I do um, with the resentment from my parents. You know what I mean? Like something that's so deep rooted and maybe needs therapy and things like that, you know? Yes. Some of the stuff is easier to handle others. You know what I mean? But the way I look at it is I'm grateful for is that like at least now like I can handle some of those things and I can sift through some of those things where before for me I felt like it was all just one great blob and I would just drink it and then stuff like that. I couldn't decide. I couldn't handle anything. At least now I have the ability to kind of cipher through some of these things and be like, "Mm, I can get rid of that one. I can work through that one and then I can talk to people. And I can people I can talk about how I'm feeling and talk about my resentments and then they don't continue to grow as much when I get the chance to come out and I get to talk to everyone. At least now like there's some form of solution. I might have it, but and it might be a resentment that rolls for a while. Yeah. But I don't feel like it for me currently it doesn't get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just that same resentment that might carry for a little longer, but yeah. I don't feel like it's this mounting thing where I'm like, I'm gonna drink over this and you know, and drink the poison and hope the other person dies, you know? Yeah. yeah. The- most beautiful thing about resentments is um you know when i see the other side of them and i talk to other people when i go to meetings and i hear the stuff it's like i you know it's when i'm stuck in those it's so self-centered and that's kind of what this reading was about and at that meeting that i was that i had this you know realization at right and was able to kind of drop the rock um as a figure of speech um was you know look who it's affecting and then look you know part that i hadn't was you know it's amazing when i'm pointing my finger four pointing back at me well three and my thumbs point but that's the that that's the thing that's the big thing about resentments and i've had a cool experience um with a resentment against you know um the mother of my kids you know what i mean like honestly i'm like oh she's not doing as much she needs to do this this you know and she was like, you're not helping enough. And this and that. I was like, oh, well, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this. And the, everything's flipped now. And I'm taking care of the kids, like, full time. You know what I mean? Like, I am mm-hmm. daddy daycare Monday through Friday. And then I work my, my job on weekends, you know. Um, and she's home. So, so the responsibilities have flipped. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing this, I've been forced to kind of look at my part. Because all the things that she was saying, you know, I thought I was helping, but I didn't know what it meant to be in that position. You know what I mean? Monday through, it's a lot. It's a ton. You know, and that's where some resentments start to fade. Is because I'm looking at my part in it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. start it. Well, my part's being shown to me. Actually, like that's that's the be- really beautiful. Is mm-hmm. that I'm not even looking for it right now. Yeah, it's just it's right what there we're supposed to do. But it's it's like it's just being shown to me. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like God doing for me what I can't do for myself, maybe. But, yep. Um, yep. yeah. I just think of, for you two saying that, I struggle with that self-centeredness sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I want to believe that it's everybody else, but sometimes it's me. And I can't see that it's me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's your exact scenario, but then, like, something happens and changes, and I have to change what I'm doing or change my thing. And then I'm like, hmm, 
was I delivering everything I thought I was? Yeah. It's important. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a change in the paradigm of thinking when we go from what our what my standard, you know, operating software from the factory is, which is look at everything you're doing to me. Yep. And I start paying more attention to look what I'm doing to other people. What's my part in this? Mm-hmm. What have I what have I done? How am I acting? Who am I to other people? And when I start looking inward at that stuff, I'm no longer that's where it's that's where the resentment starts to kind of fizzle away because now i'm not above you you know what i mean if i'm resentful at you and i'm saying it's because eddie's makes really tart pies and i just can't uh, <laughs> i'm uh, being attacked over here <laughs> yeah he does make tart pies uh, anyway. <laughs> the, first, the first one <laughs> don't try but new if, recipes on thanksgiving that's the warning right but if i'm only looking at him I'm not looking at what I've done in the friendship or the relationship or the, or, or the whatnot. And when I start to look at myself, um, for whatever reason, it's not like it's it's almost as if the resentment and the anger that I have is being absolved, like they're being absolved. Because now I'm not, I'm starting to see that I'm not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where my ego wants me to be. My alcoholism wants me to be perfect mm-hmm. and everyone else to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because it keeps me so far away from reality. You know, and I fall into this delusion again and these delusional thoughts and, and I can become the victim and I can, you know, um, and it keeps me from my higher power. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just 100% isolates me, isolates me from, from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I start to look at myself, that's when, it, for whatever, it's always just been, uh, it's always just been the resolution of them, of the resentments for me, is that. Um and this was supposed to be about gratitude, but it went to resentment. Didn't I know, didn't it? I was laughing too. We were trying, I was thinking about that while we were talking. I'm like, man, we, we got away from gratitude, but... Well, I'm grateful that my resentments are fading. <laughs> 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 you know? um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was good. I appreciate you, Cole. We're going to grab Christina here real quick, and then we will hear what she is grateful for after this. All right, and we are back with Christina. The much better guest. She's here to save us from our resentment list with a little bit of gratitude here. I can't believe you guys got on resentment. It's Thanksgiving. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we hit gratitude pretty well. What are you grateful for? Um, and you are? Christina, an alcoholic. Here we go. Ding, ding. All right, now we're good to go. <laughs> I feel like I sound far away. Um, I'm grateful for our trip to Barbados that we're going on in two days. I can't believe it's finally here. And, um, oh, I guess it was me. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited to go on our trip and for a husband. I don't know, like, I'm just really grateful with, like, where our relationship is at. Like, we've come so far. Like, I don't know. Yeah, when, like, gratitude comes up, it always just makes you really grateful because it's like we could have been in a completely different place. Like, you know, and thank God we're both still sober. And mm-hmm. I was going to jail. I was going to the hospital. I was going to be dead, like, if I didn't get sober. So I'm just really grateful. To You're probably going to stab me. That's why I say jail, like, because it, it scares me that last time in Arizona, and I, I have those flashes of me walking around that night, and what if I just done something so stupid? Like, it, ugh, it still gives me chills, like, you know, seconds and inches, they say seconds and inches, and it really just feels, like, so true to me, and, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just grateful for a lot of things. I'm grateful for my family, like, I miss them, you know, I haven't spent Thanksgiving with them in three years. Stop telling me. <laughs> talking to the mic. Talking to the microphone. So quickly. Like, and, you know, until I call my mom and it's like, next week, next year we'll be all together for Thanksgiving. And 
I don't know, like, I'm just grateful for the program because without the program and without that willingness to, like, not pick up the drink and to do something else, like, I wouldn't have any of this stuff, yeah. you know? So I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm really grateful and I feel like I should be grateful all the time. So I'm grateful that, like, November is also, like, the 11th step and so it just brings up gratitude and meditation like i need to get back like it always reminds me to get back on track if i've fallen off which usually i have so (laughs) (laughs) it's that nice to get that daily reminder yeah well good is that all we have for today you're not going to save us with more gratitude you're gonna let us walk into resentment i i just said a bunch of gratitude i'm getting a resentment I just had so much gratitude. What are you talking? You I do. don't hear anything you guys are saying because I was watching the kids. I don't know what you're talking so, about. No, but I'm very grateful to you. Thank you. I said this was really good. I know it was kind of a different format tonight while we were trying to fill in on Friendsgiving, but we wanted to. I don't know what's going on, so I feel left out. That's okay. It's what you I came in to save the day. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Uh, where can we tell them to find more commitments? Oh, well, Central Connecticut Intergroup always needs people. We're actually, yeah, we're coming up on, I think, January. They're wanting to do new um, chair, like, service positions. Um, so you can come to our meeting, which is the first Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock at the Chauncey Hall at Gaylord Hospital. Um, or we can, you can get a Zoom link. Uh, you can check out our website. Also, Hamden, I know the Hamden Alcathon for Christmas needs volunteers. And I'm pretty sure they're meeting at the Red Door in Brantford at 7 o'clock on December 2nd, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I know they're really in need of volunteers for that alcathon. It's like one of the oldest alcathons in um, Connecticut or something. I don't know. I'm from Vegas, but I heard someone say that. And I was like, I need to say this on the podcast for the five people that listen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing our part. Okay, awesome. And then um, we have a nice way of closing. What if I had more things to say? Do you have more things to say? Well, you asked if I had resentment. Do you have resentment? No. No. I'm free. We know I'm that's cured. not true. <laughs> Do I want to ask what you're resentful for? About? No. I, I don't know what's going on. I think I just feel weird because I was watching the kids and then I walked into this and I, you know, like, it's weird. So. <laughs> you're good. Well, um, we're going to close with the Wii version of the Serenity Prayer. Yep. God. Grant us the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There, I got You should have turned my mic up because I'm literally right on top of it. <laughs> and resentment. <laughs>